Been a minute. How y'all been? We Hanging good. We good. Enjoy. Being same on me. <laughs> cool, cool. I know we ain't been on here in a while. It's been a few months, so we're gonna start this off as season two. If you catch my drift. So we're back on here with some of the same faces, some new faces. We're gonna do it a little different this time. We're gonna have just whoever from my group, like I was telling y'all in the first season on The Wire on Facebook. We're just gonna have random people join. Today we got six, it's six of us today or whatever. So it's me, Akani, Juju, Kevin, Chantel, and Dorian. Y'all can say what's up to. Hey Yo, yo, what's up? What up hey, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, J E L E S A dot underscore. Here you go. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know they kind of die, baby. I'm, I'm, back. Actually, I'm actually glad to be back, though. It took a while, it was a lot going on these last few months, and they'll learn over, you know, the course of our sessions or whatever what's been going on. But I'm glad to be back on here today. Definitely. It's pretty cool. It was a fun thing to do every Wednesday at one point in that time. Now we're doing it the Thursday. I'm cool with that, too. But it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be That's cool. Thing, it, it could be it's all Thursdays. <laughs> it could be all Thursdays, but I don't know if it's going to be always on Thursdays. But we're going to try because, you know, That's, like, cool that's part of changes, cool too. too. Like, my work schedule is all over the place, too. So We're going to see. That's cool. Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday is fine. If you want to make a mistake and pop it on Saturday, boom. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Saturday, he said, boom. <laughs> boom. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. <laughs> so tonight, I want to get on the topic of society, quote unquote, norms. Boom. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I no. hate societal norms. They suck. They do. And that's exactly what I want to talk about tonight. Because... It's so many different things, especially now it's, it's 2021 and it's so many different things now that, you know, people do because they feel like it's okay with them and they get judged for it because society wants to tell them what's right and what's wrong. And personally, you know, as a human being, I personally feel like, you know, certain things that get done, you know, that's your choice. You do what you want to do. You human. You ain't got to listen to what nobody else say, you know. I just see it as, you know, some stuff just is really obnoxious and outrageous. So, mm-hmm. like, one of the things I wanted to touch on, like, for real, for real, was backstabbing versus self-respect. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know how, like, some people will call you fake for you needing your own personal time and want to call you a backstabber and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those people don't really believe in, you know having personal time to like heal like just generally on a daily basis because people got to have their own alone time people got to have time to think and you know get their mind together and stuff like that and then you think you're doing the right thing and then you got your friend or whoever it is that you're close to that's like oh you fake you a fake ass bitch or you fake ass nigga you know like stuff like that and it's just like damn I couldn't like have my own time like we grown out here we got a lot of stuff that's going on in our own personal lives 
Mm-hmm. And then you got people that's really just like, oh, you just fake, you fake, you fake. And that shit just don't make sense to me because why does somebody have to be considered as fake because they need personal space, they personal time to think and, you know, regroup and shit like that. Yeah. So, what y'all think about that? Mm, now nah, I'm all about protecting your own peace. So exactly, inner inner peace is always a top priority. Yeah, exactly. so I don't understand why people feel like I don't know about the word backstabbing. I want to say people uh, will consider you backstabbing because you're not doing anything towards them or whatnot. However, or at them or you know directed towards them as like as far as pain or something that in that. Um, area but as far as like being fake I don't I don't I don't understand why people feel that way because it's like you go through things I give you your space and I don't you know I don't call you fake for not talking to me but when I do the same thing you think I'm fake because I don't talk to you as much as, as you know as we, as we did before I had my little situations going on so I had to back away from everything mm-hmm. I don't get it so I don't like when people feel that way when they get like double standards I don't get that I, I hate it for real so I, I think people need to stop letting social media consider people fake and things like that because I want to protect my own peace. Shoot, that's my peace. I can't be sane and be a good friend for you if I don't have my own peace in mind. Right. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it's a social media thing, though. I, I was think gonna say that. it starts more so at home when people are younger and like let's say their parent is mad at them and then their parent don't talk to them for however amount of time, they know, okay, I must have did something or my parent is mad at me. That's why they're not talking to me. So as they get older, they feel like, okay, my friend is not talking to me. What did I do wrong when it's really, you didn't do nothing. You know, they don't know how to separate. I'm not talking to you because you did something to me or I'm not talking to you because I just need some space. Right, right. And that's what be getting me, cause like, for an example, like, um, just recently I had a friend. Like, okay, so me personally, we just gonna cut into it like this. I've dealt with depression since like 2016. My anxiety is bad at times. I hide it a lot. Sometimes I, sometimes it's obvious, sometimes I don't. But to people that I'm close to, I had a friend that literally like got mad. It was about two weeks I didn't talk to her. And she got so mad that she did not hear from me. Like she was calling me. I was seeing her calls and stuff. Me personally, I was going through a lot. She really just took it to the level of saying, oh, you fake. You want to talk to this other person. You be on Facebook making statuses and blah, 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 blah. But you can't talk to me. And I'm like trying to distinguish the difference with her. Like when I'm on Facebook, I don't have to answer to nobody. I'm just sharing shit because I see it. When it comes to like talking to you personally and you a close friend, I have to go in depth with you about what's going on with me. And if I don't go in depth, you still gonna call me fake. So it's just like that that right there kind of bugs me because it's just like for somebody to be close to you like that, they should be able to understand that we grown as fucking, we gotta have our time to think, or we're gonna be in fucked up mental spaces. Like that shit just don't make sense to me. And then when you when you want to compare it to society. Society makes it seem like, oh, if that's your close friend, you have to talk to them. You have to let them know what's wrong with you. You don't. I don't give a fuck. Nobody say no. You don't. You don't. You don't have to me. You don't have to do none of that. I had a friend who got into a car accident, and 
And like we was going to school together, so like I, mean, I see her every day. Hmm. Like I'm gonna see you and talk to you every day. And she stopped being my friend because I wasn't calling her after school and shit to to talk to her. So I'm like, nigga, I go to school with you. I go to basketball practice. I go home. By the time I do whatever I'm going to do at home, I'm going to be sleepy. I ain't got time to talk to you. Right. And I think that's important. Like, you have to have your own personal space. If you involve with other people all the time, all day long, every day, you're not going to know who you are for real. You're not going to know how to function for real. It's always going to be some conflict somewhere in your mind. Like, should I do this? You feel like something is right, but because somebody else is telling you to do something different, you're going to go off that, and then you're going to be stressed out. That's not cool. Well, I mean, if your friends were really your friend, they would know that you need your space or you may be going through something or whatnot. And then when they try to, you know, get in touch with you, they know that you don't respond or answer right in there, they'll know, all right, you know, either I'm going to pull up on this person because we that close and just check up on them. And then either that or they're going to wait. And they're going to be like, all right, once we finally get back in touch, I'm like, man, how you doing? You know, then that's when, you know, they'll, be able to ask or get the answers they, they want or need. Because I feel like some people in your life, you don't have to, you don't have to talk to people while you, you know, trying to get your own peace of mind right. together and yeah. get your thoughts together. But I do feel like the ones who really like got your back or whatnot, the ones you really feel like close to, you can at least say in the beginning, hey, don't feel like I'm acting a certain way towards y'all or whatnot, but I'm about to go hide this for a minute. I'm just, I'm just having a moment or whatnot. And that's it. And I'm more, either they're going to say, cool, we got your bag if you need something, or they're going to be like, all right, what's wrong? If you don't feel like talking about it right now, we'll wait till you're ready, you know? Yeah. And that's how my friends are, so I can't speak for everybody, but I wish everybody was like, you know, with their circles, it was that cool, because we losing friends for no reason. That's yeah. true. But that's because people are taking everything so personally. Well, that's not. I think a lot of people don't understand how to uh, recognize that everyone's different. And different people mm -hmm. require different levels of solitude. So instead, they look at it from the perspective of, if I was doing that, then that's what it would mean for me. But that's not mm -hmm. what it always means when you're doing it. Yeah. And you know what? And I can't, there's no hiding this fact, but social media plays a lot in people's thoughts and stuff when it comes to who's fake and who's not and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. And what should and shouldn't be done. And it's not even about that. It's about what you feel is right for your personal mental, like, you know, people social, just need. Social media gives people too much access to your life. Like just because you're down or depressed, that don't mean that you're not on Facebook scrolling through your timeline. Thank you. Thank you. have energy for a conversation, but I can- Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's just like with me. Y'all know I had like a panic attack last week, right? Mm -hmm. Like my only person that I'm talking to right now, my only friend that I'm really talking to is, is Shani. My other friends, I'm not really talking to people for real like that. And I talk to y'all, but as far as like texting people and all that, I'm just not in the mood to deal with people right now. Like I'm just in, in a different headspace. Right. But my friends know okay when she's ready to talk she's gonna talk and I feel like you should always be a friend who if your friend is going through something let them come to you with the information don't try to pull the information out of them right because it seems like you're being nosy not like you're actually concerned exactly and it's like <laughs> I, I don't I just don't get it I, it's like 
you tell this situation to somebody else and they'll be like, so why didn't you just hit them up and tell them this or tell them that? And it's like, because you didn't have to. What makes you feel like somebody has to do that? If you want to be in your own personal space, you can do that. So. Right. So, so that, you don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. Let's touch on something a little bit deeper, though. Let's touch on parents using authority versus parents rejecting oppressive hierarchy. Because there's a lot of parents out here, especially if your parents are between the ages of 55 and 75, they feel like they run shit. Like they don't feel like they have to respect you. They don't feel like they have to listen to you. And because society says, respect your parents, obey your parents, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you can do all of that, but where does disrespect play a role at? Because some stuff is disrespectful. I think so many parents like look at their role as control, like controlling their kids' lives versus giving mm-hmm. them the tools to live. Like those are very different tasks. Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. true. Too many parents say that, tell you, they they give you, I wouldn't even say give you direction. They tell you what to do instead of giving you direction yeah. to give you the choice to make mm, these, let you these just choose. In life. Right. Instead, they'd be like, you, you're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to work a nine to five. Like, instead of instilling in your child that you're supposed to be creative, you should want to be an entrepreneur. If that's something you want to do, if you want to work a nine to five, go and do that. But right. I don't think that parents should mm-hmm. always pressure their child. You need to get a job. When you turn 18, I'm putting you out my house, blah, blah, blah. Like, it mm-hmm. messes up relationships amongst each other. It does. Also, also, you know, when they feel like they have the right to just talk to you any kind of way or have the right to, to like, take your whole time away from you. Like, all right, I know I'm your child or whatnot, but... um. I'm a grown ass man. I'm I'm an mm-hmm. adult. Like you just you know, just because you got something to do with me, I don't have anything to do with my time either. I don't care if I'm just chilling or if I'm if I actually do have something to do, you just can't take my time away from me. Oh, you should want to do this for me all the time, regardless, because I'm your mom or I'm your dad. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like excuse you me, like I'm a whole adult here. You still treat me like I'm 15 years old. Like I had no choice but to be up under your rule. Now, if I wanted to leave you as a bad parent, I could have left. I could have left, but you know, but no more thinking that just because you're my mom or whatnot that I have to absolutely do everything you say. Like, that's, that's wild. Like, you still have to respect me just as much as I respect you. But you didn't give me the respect. I'm not going to respect you back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A lot of parents never even take the time to actually know who you are. They just know who like they expect. Thanks. Because my mom swears up and down she knows my life. And I really... My mom has been a strict, overprotective and kind of obnoxious person. Sorry if she ever listens to this, but I'm just being honest. (laughs) But she's really been like an extremely like difficult person to deal with. And she thinks she knows like everything that I do and how I move. Like not too long ago, she was just like, you my daughter, I know you who you are better than anybody else. And I'm like, you don't know me at all compared to everybody else. Uh That's the thing. And so she gets mad like, so what I tell you, you don't want to listen to blah, blah, blah. Go back and talk to family members. What are family members saying? And in my my eyes, I see family members as society because my family was not always around me like that to even have an opinion on me. So she goes back and she'll talk to family members like, oh, you did this and you did that and blah, blah, blah. 
and it's like, all right, I'm good on you right now. I'm not going to disrespect <laughs> you, but I'm good on you right now because I don't know these people that you're talking to. I don't care if that's my auntie, uncle, cousins, whatever the fuck it is. I'm just I, like... Personally, I think mm-hmm. it's just more black parenting than any parenting that I know of. But mm-hmm. most black kids have similar stories when they come down to, you know, you get in trouble with your parent, your mama calls somebody, talk shit about you on the phone mm-hmm. for four hours about- while you can hear them the that's whole time and shit. So it's like, it's really, that's really something that I think most black people, we have to, we would have to break as a parenting norm because that shit is literally normal amongst us. But it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. You would never do that to your friends. Like one of y'all right. told me some stuff y'all was going to. I'm not gonna call somebody else, especially right in front of your face. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Under the but same that's... roof, I'm gonna call someone and tell them your business right, right. right above like why you can hear me. Like, yeah, you ain't gonna go do shit about it either. Right. Girl, guess what he just said. Right, they be going like, Oh, you can't believe this, my son over here talking about some oh F school and all this. Not the problem in his mouth, like. Who you think you're talking to? I don't care if you're 25 years old. You still under my room. You still my son. What? Excuse me? So you gonna go back behind my back and talk about me like I'm not in the house to you? That's <laughs> wild, man. And it's crazy because I think that's a as like you said though, is a black is a is a black family thing. Like you don't hear you don't hear white people parents saying, "Oh, you turn 18, you gotta go." Hey, you don't hear Asians say, "Hey, when you turn 18." You gotta go. You don't hear Mexicans say, "Hey, when you turn eighteen, you gotta go." No, they make sure that when they they make sure that they are stable and they say, "Hey, you can leave whenever you choose to, whenever you're ready. You can stay under my roof as long as you have to, as long as you want to. I will never kick you out. And when if you're ready to move mm-hmm. and you think you can move by eighteen, do your thing. If you want to, if you need to come back to get yourself together again, you can. Parents be like. At 18, you got to go. Well, at 18, what I can do? I'm still, I'm under 21. It's a lot of things I can't do yet. Then when I turn 21, it's still things I can't do until I'm 25. So you put me out here, mm-hmm. give me no instructions, no help, no nothing, no guidance. And you want to throw me out here in the streets with these wolves? Now I don't have no idea. What but I also think that that is, they're only doing what they were taught. And I think right. the good thing is that our generation will be the generation to not do that to their kids. Because I think we're like the first generation who has said, like, that's not cool to kick your kids out when they turn 18. Right. It is. We are. You also got to think about we the first generation to have to have so much information to be spread so fast and so evenly amongst people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. at first, at first, this was going going on at home and you spoke about this amongst your friends. Now this has turned into memes and shit like that. Like, right. like who else used to get their ass we, beat by their mama with the stinching cord? Like, oh, right. we, we also, know that was we also the first generation to be like, we're not, put, we're not tolerating no bull crap. Like, we, we don't, we question everything. We, we, we about to I love like it. Why am I doing that? Why are we doing this? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, but, to like you my parents. <laughs> to my parents' credit, I don't like a lot of the things they did raising me, but I think about they were younger than I was when I had my son and they didn't have like mom blogs and yeah. YouTube and like, right. mm-hmm. now, I, I do get the fact that they have what well, we They didn't we, have we, a tool we have that we had. Yeah. They were right. Just, we got the advantage because we got the internet. We're still young. We have the internet. We have a lot of things that we have access to than what they did. But parents always, because you hear this a lot, 
Our parents always say, I'm not going to raise my children the way my parents raised me. But the thing mm-hmm. is, they still backtrack to that because it's always they didn't know. And they mm-hmm. don't try to learn another way of trying to raise their kids, especially if you were in a single parent household. So that makes it even worse, you know. Mm-hmm. But we we listen, we pay attention to that. We be like, okay, I, my mom raised me like this. My dad raised me like that. My mom and dad raised me like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling that. I'm going to raise my kids something different. I'm not gonna be complaining or I'm not gonna be like how everybody else, oh, you a silver spoon shoe. If I can have if I can make sure my kids are on the silver platter and silver plate and they comfortable and they live in great and they raise up to the point where when they go to school, their tuition is basically already paid for. I want mm-hmm. that for my child. I don't want to be like, oh, well, we had to struggle. I don't want my kids to struggle. I don't want right. to do what I had to go through. I want them to be able to get better and do way better from the get-go than what I had to go through. That's like, what, that, like I feel that I wanted I wanted to be like that. I wanted to give my kids a better starting point than I had. I might have started mm-hmm. out in a decent household with my mom, but maybe not my dad being together and all that bull crap. But shoot, other than that, coming for going forward, I want my kid to be able to like, yeah, my mom and daddy was together, blah, blah, blah. And and I lived a grand life. <laughs> you know what that kind of brings me to another topic now because a lot of homes were kind of broken. There was never just the two-parent households and stuff like that. And people always say, like, nowadays, especially, and you see all the baby daddy, baby mama drama stuff on social media, in person, you know, people, you know. Mm. But me personally believing that a child should be in a two-parent household, I don't believe that people need to be together to make, you know, to, to raise a child. Like, if y'all can I, agree, I, get, I, I like okay. So me personally, when I grew up, my parents, for as long as I know, I can go back to the age of three years old. My parents have not got. My parents did not get along. Rest in peace to my dad. My parents did not get along. Um, it was time and time and time again where the question was brought to me, like if if we split up, who you want to live with? And I would always say my dad because my mom was just. If you know, you yeah, know. But they stayed in the yeah. same house for the whole 18 years. The whole first 18 years, me and my brother, it's only me and my brother and we twins. Yeah. So that whole time, they stayed together in the house. That shit's toxic. I have a very close friend who lives with, well, she was living with her baby daddy, but they had issues. He, I don't know if they're together or not, but um, I don't know if they're together or not or whatever, but uh, I just know like they have major issues with kids and those kids don't need to be in a mix of that. If it was up to me when I was younger, I would have told my parents to split. They didn't split to me and my brother got grown. And this is what mm-hmm. I don't want people like now to believe. And you know, I'm only one person, I don't have kids, so I can't really speak that much on it. But um, you was a kid one. Yeah, I was, but you know, it's different today. <clears throat> Society today is different because oh, now God. people are like, you know, they fighting, begging baby daddies, baby mamas to be in their kids' lives, and you can't make nobody do none of that shit. And well, if my parents was able to split when I was younger, I feel like mentally I would have been in a better headspace as I was growing up. And I, I say so much to like my close friends that's going through this stuff while in their baby mama, baby daddy situations. Like, look, if y'all being separate is what it needs to be for the kids do that them mm-hmm. kids don't need to be in that toxic shit yeah 
I, uh, I agree, Jazz, because I grew up in a two-parent household and my parents were definitely in like a, a toxic codependent relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But I try, even as a kid, I try like parent trap type shit to get them to split up. Um, like I would stay at my grandmother's house and not leave till my dad left and stuff like that. But it never, it didn't really work. They just kept getting back together. So I was super happy when my dad finally left and married somebody yep. new. I know exactly how that feel. Cause I swear, like I've, I've seen some shit and I feel like it kind of made me crazy as I grew older too. And I'm like, whatever oh, relationship man. I get in, I don't want to follow that lead that they had. Yeah, that's why I would rather my son grows up uh, with separate happy parents than in something, mm-hmm. you know, while we're just because we shouldn't be together just because we think that's what he needs. But I think that goes to y'all know how they post that meme who comes first, the kid, the husband, the mother, father, whatever type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's always your marriage should be before anything. That does not mean neglect your kids but if your marriage is not stable or your marriage is not in a good place regardless if y'all are in the house together or not that's going to trickle down into your children yep Mm -hmm. i think marriage comes second for me kid comes first why like i because like so if i'm making a decision that's like you know the order of priority i'm thinking about what's best for my kid before i think what's best for my wife or even for myself, to be honest. Mm-mm. But you can also see how society has has kind of kind of you know molded you to think that way too, right? In a yeah, way, because you hear you hear a lot of people say that you know my kid come first, my kid come first, my kid come first. If somebody beats something into your head, and you gonna believe it eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's true, yeah. but. It's also, you know, what is it for? You know, you say I'm working to create generational wealth for my child. I want to make sure they're okay and that they prosper. Um, and that's my goal, you know what I mean? Like, right, me but you also, on that. I think that we also should remember that even though as humans, we may live, you know, have a child and you may go, you know, I want to make sure my child got a better life, but we also still got to remember that they have to be a human being themselves that's and true. make decisions and all that good, good shit. But anyway, so it's like, I mean, all I could do is show you the proper things. I can't really give it to you is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That makes fair. sense. Because I, I know for me, I'm, I, I don't know. So what do y'all think? Like, what do y'all personally feel like? We got Kevin view already for sure. But what do y'all feel like the order is for y'all? Because I'm pretty sure we all seen this a thousand times on Facebook on Instagram, and we talked about the conversations ourselves or whatnot. Like, what do y'all feel like the order is? Do y'all feel like it's husband slash wife, child, baby mama, whatever, or mama, baby mama, or what's your order? How do y'all feel so like- So how, how they did go, it, like they did, like, like they did, is who comes first, spouse, kid, or parent? And right. me personally, the order I just said it is the order is gonna go for me. Spouse, kid, parent. And I was and I was just talking to my boyfriend about this too. Um, I would put my parent last because the the cycle of life goes as is. Your parent birthed you to birth again, so they can birth again. Your parent lived that life for and, and created you. So not saying oh, they've been there. Yeah. Like not saying like okay, this is my mama. I got to keep her here forever and ever and ever. I mean, nobody's gonna be here forever, but. 
considering the fact that she brought you into this world, she lived her life, she she did her duty. Mm-hmm. Next is right. I am, and, and I'm gonna break it down like this because this is just how I see it. Next is my spouse because if it was not for my spouse, I would not have that kid. I would not have the strength to take care of that kid. I would not have health to take care of that kid. So in order for that to, you know, just, it's just my opinion. Y'all, you know, y'all might have different opinions, but just like how I see it, I just feel like my spouse will come first. Like that's the person I fell in love with. We created a kid. I agree. And I agree. <laughs> I got my spouse first if I'm if I'm married. If I'm not married, I put my kid first. But I'm my parents last regardless. Mm. But that's that's how I would do it. But if I'm married, my wife is coming first for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I okay, take care of my so wife, that's gonna happen to my kid. Spouse I, is, I'm sad for that to happen. My thing is that you a spouse what? is replaceable. A kid is replaceable. You can have another kid. Yeah, but like that's it's that kid is always gonna be your kid. Like my spouse, you can we can divorce tomorrow. You go and never be in my life again. But like, if you fall in love with somebody, like say you're in love with somebody for real, for real though. Yeah, that's fine. And you know, you can't always replace the person that you fell fell in love with, the person that your soulmate, the person that mm-hmm. you want to build your life with. A kid, honestly, you might miscarry this child that you know. It's, it's th- it, like, I don't want to get too, too deep into it like that, but there's so many things like with the kid before the kid even gets here that you got to worry about. Because if you miscarry, if you miscarry a child, you and your spouse got to find that strength to be, you know, strong enough to be able to bear with that situation. And that's why I feel like, you know, your soulmate is the person that you need with you at all times. That's the person you got to say. That's how I feel. Like first, not just say about it, but you know, that's the person you got to say first. Then your kid. Well, um, the way I, I look at it, like uh, like this, I can't speak from a uh, mother's perspective because they carry the child. As far as what I'm about to say, so um, for one, we have to we have to learn to grow and love that child. You know what I'm saying? Like when you first have a child, not of course you don't love the child because it's yours. But you know what I'm saying? But you have to grow to love that child. You already love your spouse, basically. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't, except for the times you you may have a mishap or whatnot, and one night stand, boom, that's different. But with somebody you actually love and care about or whatnot, you already got that feeling with them. You know what I'm saying? So that's like that's your number one. That's your rock. You gonna anything that happen or whatever's going on, you gonna make sure you take care of that person. And when your child comes, you like okay. Now, of course, I'm going to take care of this person, but I have to grow to love this person. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. For a mother, I don't know how they look. I know they, they already got the feeling going on because they're bearing a child for eight mm-hmm. to nine months, you know? So, you know, they already, oh, I'm super in love. And then when the baby comes, woo, I'm in love and love, you know? Right. Like, my baby, my baby right there, but, you know, I'm concerned that my baby is having this baby, so I gotta make sure my my baby's good. Like my my wife was, I'm gonna love my baby, but my wife was my first baby before that she had this baby. Yep, yep, (laughs) exactly. That's how I look at it, Kev. But I'm not mad at your reason. I get your point. We just like we just look at it differently, but I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with it though. I said there's nothing wrong with that. When people say they put their kids in front of their their, their spouse, yeah. I'm not mad at that. Um, and I yeah, and like, you know, especially I, I see when, what you're saying about like yeah. the connection of a mom because it's not something I can replicate. But as a dad, my my thoughts were different. It was like along the title of as soon as she became pregnant, we both became focused on the kid. You know, like yeah, you're my like partner in this, but that like I love that kid, 
And so as soon as he was born, it was like, oh, this like I was the first one to hold him. Like uh, I took him straight from the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, like that's- yeah, that now that's different. You got that first connection, that first touch, and so that that's a little bit different. My perspective too. was you had him but for nine like, months already. Know- so how can I get a time? <laughs> <laughs> right, but I. But yeah, like you said though, you said when y'all when the person got when she got pregnant, it's like okay, we worry about the child, but at the same time, you got to make sure yeah, she's good mm-hmm. to make sure you have that health, that baby, that healthy baby, you know. So you really concerned, like you doing way more now. You like, baby, I'm not gonna stay at work for these ten hours. I'm gonna actually cut off shirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work for seven hours. Come home, make sure you're good. You know what I'm saying? Kick your feet up, you rub your feet all night every day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I usually go to work early, but you know what? I'm gonna go to work exactly on time so I can spend as much time with you, make sure you're good before I leave. Yeah. You know, except the call. You you immediately drop an air down. I'm at work. Hey, I gotta go. I don't care what y'all say. You know, you're not even gonna mm-hmm. explain. You just walk out the door. Well, if you leave, you in trouble. Fire me. You know right. what I'm saying? You go. You, you ain't got the time. That is so true. I do feel you. But you you so concerned to make sure the the mother of the of your child is fine. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the reason why I said that the, the person comes first, your spouse. Because as long as you making sure they're good to make sure y'all kids good. And I think but that's I what happens. Get a lot of people have, you know, good relationships, whatever. They ha- have a child and then they neglect the relationship. And that ends up being mm-hmm. the downfall. Yeah. It's not that. That's why a lot of people, you will hear people say, having a kid mess ruin my relationship. Like having a kid didn't ruin your relationship. Y'all too stop focusing on the relationship. Yeah, that's exactly. what and focus on the kid only, and they lost it because they forgot to be a couple first, and then also still be parents. They got to find that balance, and they don't find that balance. Exactly. That's what I'm on. I feel you on that. Um, my my woman come first, and if we have a kid, they come second. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the kid might get first priorities in a few things, but my woman gonna give mm-hmm. first priority nine times out of ten. And you got to always make sure she good, just like a woman got to always make sure her man good. And I'm going to stand on that Like, I'm going to stand on that one for sure. And, you know, coming from a person that don't have kids, it's just like, I can't even imagine what that's going to like, you know, how that's going to transition. But I'm hoping that I can, like, keep the happiness going in my relationship whenever a kid comes into play. It's just something you have to continuously work on. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I'm like, you know, oh, these little like single life, that shit. It was like, oh God, I don't ever want to have a kid with somebody that I'm not with, cause that that love's not there with that person. Your kid is going to have to come first in that situation. You can't make sure your baby daddy, baby mama good, cause they out there doing them and everything else. This ain't who you got soul ties with. You just hit this person and you, <laughs> like for real <laughs> like this is just not that type of person or whatever like I had somebody tell me like um so for those who like was like paying attention to the first season probably know over the summer me if you don't recognize my voice Jasmine had a little wild summer but I was single so during this summer that just passed it was this guy that was just like, you know, if you get pregnant, mind you, it was an entanglement. But he was just like, if you was to get pregnant, you're going to have to uh, come over here and fuck me and my girl. And it's like, to, to, to play it off, though. And I'm like, no, I know my worth, dog. This shit ain't even it. <laughs> you know, like, you don't say that shit to people. And in situations like that, 
you literally cannot like <laughs> you can't put yourself in a situation where you're like who comes first my baby daddy my kid or my mama shit my mama and my kid coming before you at the same damn time fuck you like you know so mm-hmm. that shit crazy. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna ask cause I don't know if anybody besides Kevin he actually has a child or what not because I know me and you had a situation jazz of course uh before but how did that turn out with your guy because I want to say um when we when we when me and my ex lost our child mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that she didn't know how I felt with losing the child because I seemed like I was more concerned about her. But because I felt like I had to be strong for the both of us, she didn't know that, you know, that I was hurting too, that we lost our child, whatnot, but I was making sure that she was okay. And she was asking all my close friends, and they're like, check on her, make sure she's all right. Like, let me know how you're feeling and whatnot. And they asked me, you know, am I doing all right? Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm hating there. I'm sad that I lost my child, but I'm trying to keep my mind off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you know, because everybody know, I was, I was the happier one with having the child when I found out. And, you know, I wanted a boy. We found out we having a boy. I was ecstatic, you know. And then mm. before that happened, like, I want to say, like, maybe a few weeks before we found out what we are having, she was like, you know what? I do hope we have a boy as well. So it was cool that we both got back on the same page about what kind of child we, you know, what kind of gender we wanted to have or whatnot. And uh, I think we lost track of our relationship and whatnot because um, she, right before the accident, right before he, her water broke and the baby came it had to be about 5 15 in the morning uh june no my bad july 28 2014 it was it was it, she right before that happened she was like you know what if whatever happens i'm not gonna blame you for anything i'm not gonna you know put you down i'm not gonna ignore you you know i'm gonna still be there for you we still gonna make sure this relationship work I'm like, but don't worry about that right now. We just, you know, make sure that you're all right after this happened. You no, know, water broke. <clears throat> they like, all right, shit, this is real, you know. So baby was alive about six to ten seconds. So they gave us a birth certificate for him and everything all that or whatnot. And I want to say not that day, not the next day, but the following day after that and then three months after that, she didn't speak to me at all. And I don't know what happened. And I was trying my best to communicate with her. Like I was going to work as late as possible without getting in trouble and not getting any points for my attendance. I was like literally up all night, up up early as possible, trying to figure out like why you're not talking to me, what's going on, you know? And I I still to this day can't figure out what happened. Like you went three whole months without talking to me. And you want me to be normal with that? Like, you want me to be okay with that? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and I don't know how somebody would deal with, with something like that because I I would, I would I don't understand it at all. So, like, if y'all had a situation like that, what did y'all do after, you know? I, I had two miscarriages prior before having, like, horse, um, both with, with two separate women. And each time it, it ended because, for one, I don't think that women understand that men can be impacted with emotion about that mm-hmm. and also like you said it, it it just never was the same again that's it's hard to even have a conversation because that's all you can think about in the back of your head yeah boy, I'm, 
I'm holding some tears back right now. I'm trying to be strong. I, you know what, Akani? I, I, I can tell. I can tell, Akani. It's, it's cool. You know what? Look, it's, it's okay. look this got to do with society norms. You a man. If you got emotions, let them motherfuckers go. Fuck what everybody else say. Yeah, I think it's, it's more or less not about the emotions. It's the real reason is we haven't been taught how to accept things like that that happen in our lives. It's really hard to accept something like that, like regardless of like personal emotion towards it. Shit like that is really hard to accept. Like I really mm-hmm. tried to conceive a child and it did not make it a month, yeah. two months. Like, mm-hmm. but the 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 one thing that will help most people is we have to learn to accept it and move forward. Very it may true. suck ass. Oh, that's, that's the worst I, part. It suck ass, but that, that is that is the worst it. part, and I, that that's the worst part for sure. And I definitely accept the fact that I have a, a another guardian angel on my head. That's exactly how I look at it every day and whatnot somebody just else to make sure that i'm doing what i can to make sure i have a successful life mm-hmm. and for those who's around me and whatnot but um you know i i you know i don't it was it was hard to like keep saying to her you know i'm good and whatnot i just sit here trying to be strong for both of them and then you know when i'm alone that's when i have my mm-hmm. moments you know what i'm saying I, I broke down mm-hmm. a few times you know and if you're supposed to you know and we all know that so most majority of the time women are more emotional than men and whatnot. So when you're having it, I disagree. Time, you be there. I said majority. I ain't say all the time. I say all, all men. All men are. I disagree more with majority. All men uh, are. All men are. All men. Every we, human we, being is emotional. In it's a way, easier yeah. to, it's it's easier for a woman to display that emotion than it is for a man. Women are emotional beings. We can't help it. We got so many hormones flowing through our bodies. We can't control none of that. Right. You act like anybody can control the amount of hormones they. But but I can't I can't say, (laughs) but I can't say men fight it, and men fight it because of what society has put on their brains. So just like what Akani just said, and I was just about to say something when he said, and you know I would wait till I was alone, and then I would just break down. No, that could have been something that was you should have just showed your breakdown to her maybe exactly because to her it might have looked like you didn't care because you weren't showing any emotion and let me speak because on she that didn't too. know that you were having those breakdowns yeah let me speak on that part because when I went through my miscarriages mind you I had two the first miscarriage um me and my ex kind of planned like to get pregnant but we really didn't know what the fuck we was doing we just did the shit to see if it was gonna happen and happen but when I lost the kid, it affected me more than anything because we was really planning for it. He never really showed that much emotion. Like he said, he was sad about it, but I could not tell. Had he shown that emotion, I probably would have seen him totally different. The second mm-hmm. time I had a miscarriage, I didn't know I was pregnant until I was almost five months. Mm-hmm. And um, when it came down to it, this is what really made me think that he just had no emotions toward towards me being pregnant at all at any time because he would just he was just like oh well maybe I did this and that a little bit I didn't think it was gonna get you pregnant like you know like you're so nonchalant with this like it's okay I wasn't even healed from the first pregnancy and it was only a year and a half apart so he him never showed emotion that really started to kill the relationship that was about three years before we ended so like for a man personally to not show emotion and i guess this is our next topic or whatever because like men not showing emotion is a problem 
But I don't know in and of itself is also a, um, like a societal norm where the way that you're expected to show emotions is also judged. Because I, like growing up, I, I studied um, like Eastern religion. So, you know, like Buddhism tells you detachment and life is suffering. So my way of comprehending emotions like that or finding acceptance, like Dorian said, is to be like nonchalant and to like kind of stay calm throughout anger. That's just how I deal with stuff. And it sucks because people think that you don't feel anything because you're not showing it to them the way that they want to see it. True. Mm -hmm. That's a I, big I thing do, like, to me. Yeah, I, I didn't, even though I didn't break down in front of her or whatnot, I I did break down in front of my friends, and that's actually worse because I'm around more guys during that time. You know, safe space. No, no, safe space. that's a safe space. It's the same thing, but it, but they, they, you know, because that's what she asked for. Though she did ask him, like, you know, check on and make sure you're all right, because. You know, I don't know if he's what good because you know every time I was around her, I always try to make sure she was one hundred percent straight before I had my own um, breakdowns and feelings and whatnot. But yeah, I broke down for my friends a lot, and they 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 let her know what. So you know, but that I was younger though. I was I was Connie, how does your mom? Uh, how does so your mom I, deal with like emotion? Like if your mom was grieving, is she like very um, like hysterical and hourly emotional? Yeah, so my mom was the same way. So I felt like we probably grew up having to be like, I had to be the rock. Like my mom would be screaming that I got to be like, I can't show emotions because I got to help her. You have it. to be the calm one. Well, we we're now in that situation, we're different. Like, okay, so I have seen my mom when I yeah. was really, really young, but I didn't know what was going on, like about five, six, seven years old. You know what I'm saying? I seen my mom break down before and cry and, and all that. And I wasn't, you know, emotional with her, whatnot. It's cool. But then, when I got older, like around, I mean, we were only 23 one day and my mom and I got into an argument, a big argument and whatnot. And I was pissed. And I seen her, I never seen my mom cry when I was grown. And when I seen her cry that day or whatnot, I almost started crying too. So I get emotional when she get emotional. When my mom started crying and getting sad, I started to get sad. Now I might not drop tears now, but I'm gonna still get really emotional. And then I might have to turn around and do one of those real quick. <laughs> and then go back to be like, all right, my y'all right. But it was because we were arguing. So I was mad. So I could see why I broke down. But if I see my mom very emotional on my own, you know, without us, the ones who's getting each other all worked up or whatnot, um, then I probably would be the way you said it. But I, I don't like seeing my mom sad ever. Mm -hmm. So it, that hurts me. It really breaks me down. I'll never like seeing my mom sad. If I see her face crumble up or whatnot, I don't like it. When she get happy, and bring out tears. I laugh about it, but I don't like that either. You have like such a nice mom. She's so nice. Mm-hmm. Well, she's nice. <laughs> she's nice to people. Oh, oh, hush. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing. My mom is lovely, though. My mom is very nice. She's that's the reason why I'm so too nice. I'm too nice because she's too nice. I mean, you um, learned so it from somebody. From. You nice because you just nice. I, I get it from her. She's extremely nice. But at the end of the day, don't let nobody, for, for y'all men on here, don't let nobody make y'all believe that y'all can't be emotional when y'all feeling emotional. Like, even in society, I feel like if it was just more normal, like if it was done more regular, like men showing their emotions or crying or whatever it is, 
I feel like it wouldn't even be an issue where people would just be like, oh, you a bitch. Oh, you soft. Oh, what you crying over well, there about? You a man. It, you ain't supposed the, to cry. Okay, this is the toughest part about that. Like, I, like I'm like. i pretty sure most dudes would be okay with showing more emotion, but it, it, it more or less has to do with women than men. Because in my, I'll just say in my personal experience, because I've seen it from both sides of the spectrum where, you know, I've seen a dude crying and another dude tell him, you look like a bitch crying, blah, blah, blah. But I've also seen where a dude's crying and a girl turned to tell him, he looked like a bitch crying. Like, really? Yeah, that shit. I don't but like that's that a shit. learned behavior because somebody around her has said that all her life. So now she feels like men who cry are bitches. But then she's gonna be the same person mad that the dude she with don't 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 even laugh. He just be there with a straight face all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when somebody cracked the funniest of jokes, he'd be like, hmm, 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 hmm. That wasn't even that funny. Hmm. That's but I don't know. Like I can say there are some men out there that really just like be on some real crybaby shit, but um those the dudes that shoot your ass when you yeah. reject them. <laughs> yeah, that you part. don't give them your number at the gra- at the gas station. Now you walk back to your car, he didn't blew your fucking brains out because he don't know how to handle his emotion. Because yeah. why nobody taught him how to handle his emotion? I think that's what another societal norm that we really need to do with. We we need to have people need more emotional patience and emotional training. I definitely no mm-hmm. reason that, I agree. that people should be becoming full grown adults. I feel and like have a, a breakdown and kill somebody. Like you should uh, not have a breakdown in, in public like this. You should be able to control yourself. Just enough, especially over something as small too. as a girl didn't want to give you their number. Yeah. Number. Yeah. yeah. That's psycho. That's psycho behavior. Confidence, handling emotions, handling rejection. That needs to just be in middle school. Just put that in there. Yeah, just make it a course. It's crazy though. It's, it's supposed it's to be, be called rejection one one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most somebody's supposed to, the, the most you're supposed to deal with is if a person say, "Hey, no, nah, I'm sorry, that should be it." All right. No, all right, cool, move on. It's over a gazillion women in this world and men. If I exactly. can't get her number, I'm gonna try the next person. Everybody don't she have may say yes, it might be a better person than the person that they're trying to get. You know what I'm saying? I might be saying But I, I think mm-hmm. that it comes from an entitlement thing too. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I hate to say this, but a lot of men in Detroit have a entitlement complex. Like they feel like Most you have do. to do this for me. Because because I'm a man, you have to do this. And I, you have to do it because that's what my mama did. So I mean, my woman got to do it too. too. Yeah, that, that ain't how I go. That's what my mama did. People say that my mama did this. Like, nigga, you ain't see everything your mama did. And that's another thing that we should be doing is people should actually be teaching their children. I don't care what people say. I think that when they say that whole sexual education thing, that should be a thing your parents do. They should teach you for real and not, oh, go watch a porno, go learn small bits mm-hmm. of information from your friends right. or go experiment. Now, if you could go home and your mom and dad be like, all right, we just about to teach you about this shit. Nigga, don't take it as, as you know, it's all freaky and stuff. Like, sex is normal. This is going to happen. You have hormones. Everybody has them, blah, blah, blah. It, maybe society would be better, but since sex is taboo, especially if you're a Christian, you, you shouldn't have sex until you're married. Man. You sit, sit here <laughs> on and know. You were, and, and the thing is, I remember hearing it on the radio. 
and the lady was like, the lady was like, I want to have sex, but she not going, but they weren't giving, no, the dude was saying, he said he want to have sex, but they weren't giving him alternative options to him not having sex until being married. And I'm like, well, why you think you out here acting crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't I'll never forget. My you. mom bought me a book when I was young. And y'all know my mom died when I was 12. So mm-hmm. I was young, probably like eight or nine at the time. And she bought me a book and it was about like sex ed, but it was geared towards for children to understand. So it taught me about like having periods, about condoms like just all types of stuff and we talked about it and i think that that was a that's a good thing for parents to do like don't just send your children out in the world to learn stuff right. because they're going to learn it in all the wrong ways exactly mm-hmm. i you definitely know, agree you know with how, that. how happy i would have been if i would have been able to have been taught about more about like women from my mom than from other women mm. Save you a lot of time. Yeah, it would save you a lot of time. But at the same time, I think I, I, what the problem is, I think our parents be afraid of what we may be doing or what we may already know. So it's hard for them to talk to us about something they should talk to us about. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't have a problem with that. You're my parents. So you should be telling me this before somebody else would anyway. You know? I'm going to say this. I don't think they're afraid to teach us this stuff. I really believe that because like like I was saying earlier in this session, like some of the parents that's between 55 and 75 will literally be like, well, you should know this. And I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like, like they feel like that you should just automatically know, like you shouldn't be out here having sex. You shouldn't be out here doing this now. You shouldn't be talking to this guy, that girl, blah, 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 blah. I feel like it's, 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 it's their mentality some of them parents from that generation are really kind of fucked up in the head and um, that's just what it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> but it's, it goes back to that do what I say. I told yeah. you not to do it, so don't do it. Yeah, and it like my, I that. never had, like with you, Juju, I never really had that conversation with my mom, even though my, I had a very overprotective, very strict parent. Like, my dad wasn't as strict, but my dad was also not the one to teach me or talk to me about this stuff because of how my mom was. Mm-hmm. And my mom never really had this conversation with me. We sat down, we, we talked about periods, we talked about sex and, you know, private parts and shit like that. But when it came down to it, like for real, for real, I started off at an early age and I had to literally learn everything on my own. And from the kids I went to school with, the kids I grew up with in the neighborhood and stuff like that. It was not my mom teaching me this stuff. And then when it finally came down to me telling her about this stuff, then she wanted to talk about it. And it's like, you waited too late. Now I'm yeah. going to be out here wilding the fuck out. Like, you like, know, I've already been there, done that. What you're trying to talk to me about, I've done it already. So. Exactly. So it's like, don't get disappointed now. You want to wait till now and feel a, a mm-hmm. certain kind of way? Like, no. Nah. That's one uh-huh. thing I didn't have to worry about. My mom didn't feel you know, like disappointed or anything like that when she found out or knew that. You know, I was out here cracking buns. She was like, oh, I thought y'all was some sweet, innocent kids. I'm like, mom, come on now. You thought we were sweet, innocent, man. What's sweet, my, we, innocent. we 19, 20 now. What you mean? <laughs> and she just laughed about it, you know? And I, so, but I think also moms know. Moms always know when they kids has had sex. Wow. My mama did. Yeah. I don't think moms know. I think. Say they knew, they know. 
I think moms don't. I think a dad would know before the mom, but I don't think they would know. I think they know that you're thinking about it, but I don't think moms be knowing for real because moms too, their brains too complacent on being you being innocent or you know that you should wait. You being that baby, time, quote, quote mm-hmm. unquote. You know, so I don't think they necessarily know. Like, don't get me wrong, some moms might know because they might they might suspect their child to be like them. Like, if there's fast Mac in the day, they're gonna assume that oh my my kid might be a little fast too. You know, huh. so. They may suspect it, but I won't automatically say they know because the mama's really be like, damn, I'm trying out here look to have a sandwich. You know, so my parents have never called me nor ever talked to me about having sex in my whole life. Like the most my dad has ever told me is like, damn, that girl is cute. <laughs> and that's it, it's crazy because my, my dad was trying to have the sex talking soon as he could. Like, oh, you starting to like girls now, huh? Uh duh. That never and did. you should. You should. My, my like literally, that's that's how it should go. And I hope people like with kids today understand it, especially with the way the generations are like flowing today. They need to put their kids up on this shit at a young age because so much shit is happening nowadays. Like people getting trafficked. Like, not even just that, but people out here just freely so having sex. They they having unprotected sex. They they getting pregnant at 15 years old, 14 years old. They was doing it in our day, but they doing it now too. And with us being the parents of this new generation, you know, it needs to be said in a way that our parents did not teach us. That's how I feel. Because I think I, that they think that if I, a lot of people have a feeling like if I tell you about this, you're going to want to do it. When it's really the opposite, like if you're trying to hide something from me, I'm gonna want to go explore it for myself. It's like yeah. telling me mm-hmm. no. Everybody knows you tell the kids no, or you can't do something. They're gonna try to sneak and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's real. That's why I keep it real with all of my students, because a lot of them they just look for guidance and the information. They don't really look. I mean, they the school material doesn't matter to them as much as the real life shit, because they're not getting it from anywhere else. And what I've learned, and I, my dad told me at a young age, he was like, you're a teenager, you're gonna do what you wanna do anyway. He's like, I'm just here to give you guidance. And that's what I try to give to my kids, or my students. Um, they're, they're kids? <laughs> I got, they kinda. They're kids. The ones that show up. You said it right, they're your kids. <laughs> what they are. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronnie. Oh, what's he, up? He, he joined us pretty late, but he's in I here. Did. <laughs> It is his first time on here to Mo Better Vibes. It so. is his first time. Well, welcome, welcome, our, welcome our guy, Ryan. I want to say this is my second time because one time I think Lawrence was leading the conversation. I don't, oh. even, I don't even remember Lawrence being on there. Lawrence, Lawrence is a special guest. Lawrence before. used to be on here. Yeah, yeah Lawrence is a special guest. He was a little special guest. Yeah, I mean, you know the original eight, but Lawrence did pop in here now and then special guest. Like if, um, if Ashley couldn't make it or if Karina couldn't make it or whatnot, or I think sometimes one of the days I couldn't make it, I heard that Lawrence was in there. But Lawrence just popped up when he felt like it, but off of him mm-hmm. and off of that's all just, of that. That's your guest. <laughs> but welcome, Ronnie. Oh. Welcome, Ronnie. A very opinionated man over here. <laughs> perfect person for this for the, for this kind of you, you know what's you know what's funny i was just talking to one of my friends uh before i got on the call about how uh my dad didn't really tell me anything about credit or like remember that meme that was go- that uh status that was like damn i remember the time where i didn't know my mom was getting tax refund money and mm-hmm. i was and my mom posted underneath she was like that's because it's none of your business 
And I told her, I was like, it would have been nice to just walk me through the process. You ain't got to right. get numbers, but let me know like, hey, write this off, do this. This is what you're looking for. And then you might get a refund. But our parents were so focused on protecting us uh, before teaching us anything, which is why another post has said something about how our generation is never going to host Thanksgiving dinner. I think that's backwards because I really believe our generation, our generation is the generation that's breaking a lot of things that our, the generation before us wouldn't do. Like we, we're the first one to say, we don't give a F about that job. We find something else. We're the first one to not let money control us. We're the first ones to, um, to say we're not having this. Like we, we, we don't tolerate nonsense. Like we really do not like that. We hate it. We don't, we're, we're, we're impatient to bull crap. We, we, we just like, like, and I think, I don't, I don't see where that come from. Cause like, we like, we like being around a group of people. Our generation love being with our friends often. So if somebody mm-hmm. said, Hey man, we about to have a game night. We're there. You know what I'm saying? Or we about to have a brunch together. We're there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why they say we want to host Thanksgiving. Don't get me wrong. One of your older friends, because everybody got a friend that's like two, three years older than them. They may be the ones hosting it. Well, but that's they, say, generation. they say you host in the sense that nobody really knows how to cook a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Like we'll have Friendsgiving, no problem. We'll have a potluck easily. But for somebody to slave in the kitchen, but the thing is, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's not, so, that's not of our generation. We're not built for that. Why are we okay, built for something like, oh, that so, we came from? Well, I'm I mean, but when you really think about exactly. it, our gen- our parents and grandparents, it wasn't like it was one person cooking the full Thanksgiving dinner. Like everybody contributed to it. So uh, what you talking about? But, my but, grandma but made the whole thing. My mom was there were a lot of times. There were a lot of times where one household was cooking almost the whole Thanksgiving. They made another another friend or another family member made bring over an extra dish of mac and cheese or an extra pie or whatnot. But some households they, they had the turkey, the ham, the greens, the dressing, the macaroni and cheese, the green beans, the the the, the, uh, the potatoes, the yam, potatoes, my grandma had you know? six kids four girls and two boys mm-hmm. so each one of her girls was assigned a dish like thing. so okay. they was all in the kitchen it was like oh big mama's house oh i mean um with some all soul food where they all soul was food. doing something in the kitchen that's how that's mm-hmm. how i grew up everybody had something to do that's For real, y'all, 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 y'all cool. My grandma like, you get the hell out the way. Y'all <laughs> out. Uh, see, see me. I wanted to learn what I was making, and then when I started being in the way, I was like, all right, you gotta go, go play the game, or go, go outside. We about to get ready to mess this kitchen up, and you in the way. So I, I, I get that too. Uh, I tried to learn, but my <laughs> grandma won't let me. But low key, I stopped going to my grandma's house for like I stopped going with my mom for Thanksgiving family dinner when I was like thirteen, and I just started cooking my own dinners at home. I ain't mad at that. My grandma, we, my grandma and my mom, we all stayed together. So you know, it, my mom started cooking and whatnot. And my grandma couldn't. My grandma let her know like, hey, add, make this or add this, or she might do a little small things. Because you know, as I was growing up when I was a kid, my grandma was already to the point where. You know, she wasn't doing all the extra stuff all the time. Like, um, mm-hmm. my my grandma passed in two thousand nine, and she was seventy eight. 
when she passed. I want to say the entire time I was living, she already was like, not because she, so she had art for one, my, my grandmother died before and she got brought back to life. Now, and that happened before I was born. And then when I was the whole time I was alive, she already had arthritis and wasn't, you know, she was moving well enough to whoop my ass if I got in trouble, but she wasn't, you know, uh, <laughs> like important in the stuff. kitchen whipping, you know, you know, doing all that stuff like she probably would have been doing back when she was like, you know, before anything happened bad to her when she got sick and whatnot. So, you know. My my parents, my grandparents, and my, my grandma and my mom was always in the same house, so I got lucky with that part. But I definitely couldn't stay in the kitchen unless my mom was cooking something small. That was cool. But when it came to big Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners, and stuff like that, get out the way, buddy, because we about to mess this mm-hmm. kitchen up. <laughs> so my mom just turned sixty six yesterday, and she was making dinner even then. Like I walked in and she was cooking fucking lasagna. Man, I think my grandma was cooking. My grandma used to cook. Breakfast is there almost every day until probably about the last year of her life. And I'm talking so about she getting my... up in the morning making rice, sausage, eggs, like uh, potato, uh, uh, you know, just, just just hash brown. Like this woman was Southern, so you know how Southern folks is when they get to cooking. It's like they just mm-hmm. get in, into a train. They can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, I got to cook some more. I remember <laughs> when my grandma told us, I don't cook no more. <laughs> and I was like, why what? And she was like, I don't cook no more. Like, that's I'm I'm past that. That's y'all thing now. I don't cook like no you, more. And she was serious, okay? Like that lady don't cook no I, more. Me and Granny would have to square up. You gotta you gotta cook, Granny. You can't just stop, man. You can't just do me like that. You gonna you gonna have you gonna open up the restaurant and then just close it before before you close. Come on, man. <laughs> But I felt like I think that it was like a feeling that okay, I have taught my people everything I know. I trust them to take over the reins. Oh, she gave up the whole cookbook. Yeah, my grandma taught us everything. My grandma didn't give up the whole cookbook. She just gave out half of it. (laughs) Half of it. (laughs) I don't know what my grandma passed on to my uh my mom and her siblings because my mom's macaroni and cheese be changing every year. A recipe. <laughs> she be seeing recipes on Facebook and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna try that out." No, she, 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 she blamed it on one year she had to buy. Uh, she forgot about it for some odd reason, and she had to buy noodles from the dollar mm. store. And she said that the dollar store noodles weren't. That's the reason why. I'm like, my, it had a whole new texture. Like, <laughs> I've never tasted my mom's cooking. I don't even know what that shit would taste like. Probably not good. Well, I'm not <laughs> what? Um, 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 damn, I just got distracted just that fucking quick. Um, I got one more topic I want to touch on. I actually had two people just join, but who's a regular who, who decided to show up late. We ain't gonna go there, but y'all remember him from the first season. What up, though? And I don't know if this other guy mm-hmm. is going to speak or not, but Wes joined. Wes is another one from the group. He cool people. That's Mr. Soft Voice over there, but you know. Hey, before you start a new topic, Jazz, I just want to ask Ron and Bud this question real quick because they just now joining it. And they don't have to go into depth with this question. They can just do a quick answer what they think and then we can move on. So I'm going to ask Ron first since he's here first. Ron. What do you feel like is your order when it comes to who comes first in your life? 
um, when it goes when it goes uh, uh, between your uh, mother, child, and your spouse. But I'm gonna say your wife, okay. not just your spouse. So you said mother, child, spouse. Um, Great. I will have to. I'm gonna say my child first. Nah, eh. I'll, I'll go with the wife first. Okay. Then child, then my mom. All my, right. You live long enough. Okay. Well, I, I say I say my wife first because I mean, if that's supposed to be my backbone and everything, then I'm gonna need her just as strong. And then Ooh, my I, kid, because that's my kid. And then. Like a disguise voice. <laughs> uh, my kid, because that's my kid. And then my mom, I mean, she been living. <laughs> I, it, I, 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 if I had my own family too, like that's that's my thing. And I think my mom would understand that. I totally agree. What about you, bud? Well, we, well when you say spouse, we talking about wife or we talking about girlfriend or whatever? I, I said wife. I said oh, wife. Just, say, just say spouse, whoever you wish. Yeah, spouse, whatever you want to use. So I'm going to say spouse, but whatever you choose. Well, well for me, it, it differs if we talking about wife, fiance, or girlfriend. Now, if we talking about, I'm, I'm going to take it all the way and say wife. In my personal opinion, it also depends on the situation. Like, I'll say, me personally, the child goes first because the child can't fit for themselves. Like, you have to take care of your child, in my personal opinion. Uh, and then, depending on the situation with your moms and, and your spouse, like your mom's, I guess, is she in hospice, whatever, like she on like, you know, her last little bit, maybe she might take priority on certain days where, hey, my, hey, my mom's ain't got no caretaker for the day, anybody showed to go see her today, I gotta see my mom's first, depending on what my wife's talking about. Like, it, 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 for me, it varies the situation. But if we talking about like everybody's good, like perfectly fine, I'm gonna say child, spouse, mother. Child first. That's okay. the first one I've heard. Okay. That's the first I heard from a guy. I said the same thing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kevin said that. Oh, well, Kevin did say that. Okay, I'm yeah, lying. Okay, My yeah, bad. Yeah. Kevin did say that. My bad. Kevin did say that. Okay. So how about this? Uh, I, I don't know. Right. Mean, what if your wife was about to give birth and the doctor said, "Is your wife or your child?" Kid, easy. Or are you gonna? You would pick to be a single parent versus. Absolutely. I'm picking my woman. We can make another baby. If my wife yes. expects me, if yes. my wife expects me to make a different choice, she's not the right wife for me. Let me tell you something. My husband's Damn. gonna know. We're gonna have this conversation. Way when I first get pregnant, if it ever came down to me or the kid, do not pick the kid. What? Bro, listen, if my wife would pick, <laughs> my wife would pick me above my kid, then I wouldn't want to be with her anymore. Like, my, you should be willing to sacrifice your life for your child at any moment. <laughs> I am you, not a Yu-Gi-Oh you know card. Hold on. Okay, so <laughs> this, this, is about, this, this is about to be so indifferent, though. It's about to be a heck of a conversation now. All right, so, uh, okay, I feel like this. I know I kind of want to say that Maybe for the most, maybe if the situation came up for most of us, the woman would be like, don't worry about me, you know, sacrifice me and have the kid. All right, that's what I'm talking about, baby. This nigga add the, add the side chick. Okay, so if you, if we uh going through a situation where 
your wife say, you know, your doctor say age, your wife or your kid or whatnot. Most likely your wife. Gonna I mean, they're going to always say that when, when you are about yeah. to go into labor, it's always a yeah. possibility that it would come down to that. Is exactly. So but are, I'm, are, I'm, are, I'm, we, are I'm, we? I got to go wife. Like I'm going to make sure my wife, if my wife survives and the child don't, guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Guardian angel, my wife and I can make another one. Now, if I, I lose my wife, baby, I, got the, I got the I got the child, and no problem with me being a single father. I just have to, I'm gonna have to have to you know do my manly duties or whatnot. But now I'm starting, a, I'm starting a new life with somebody else someday. You know, a new cycle. Now I gotta start over and whatnot. I gotta find somebody that fits my soul again. It's hard to, to for somebody to replace your soul like that. That person you married, she that's hers. Like she's she's you now. It's not me and my wife. It's us. You know what I'm saying? So when you lose that the child, you know what I'm saying? Men still, like I said, we got to grow to learn to love that child. You already been there with your wife. We can make another baby. It's not going to be all, simple to find another wife. Always. Are we, all assuming that the kid, are we all assuming that the kid is a newborn or a toddler, or are we talking about like... like That's what we're saying. We're saying if she's in delivery or in about delivery, to deliver, yeah. and okay. he's, if something happens and the doctor is like, okay, I have a you have to make a choice. Do you want to save your wife or the kid? Would you pick the wife or the kid? I would I would ask questions like, okay, is this gonna be like a, a, a ongoing thing? Like if she get pregnant again, are we gonna have to make the decision again? I mean, it's or... no way to know that with a woman's body. Right. It's right. like True. an impossible thing to know. So that's what I'm asking. I mean, of course, I mean, I ain't gonna say of course, but off off the top of my head, I would choose my wife survive over my kid because like you said you would think that in the immediate future or somewhere down the line you could try for another kid under and hopefully have different circumstances where you don't have to make that choice again but mm -hmm. if it's like a if it's like a hereditary habitual thing where it like every time you get pregnant you might have to make this choice then i might have to choose the kid the first time i don't know how many people would I'm th sitting there thinking about it. Like, I'm wondering how many people would actually let their kid die over their spouse, especially if you got like a 14 year old. Like, um, let, but let, I wasn't let. saying. But I wasn't saying a actual a kid that's been here. I said if she was giving birth to oh, in birth. Yes. Oh, that's a different all, all, all I'm gonna say is we are gonna keep the lady and go round two. Fight. <laughs> fight. Fight. Evil, as mean as it may sound, I'm picking my woman over a baby. I mean, we could always try for another baby. But it's like if there's a fire and I have to sacrifice either my wife or my kid, always my kid. Wife, like, oh, man, no, that's different. That's my, woman, okay, so my woman better get her ass the fuck up out of there. No, in that case, I will sacrifice myself. That's different because your kid cannot... But right. it's I'm it's going like, for the baby. No but if your kid is old enough to know the difference between stop, drop, and roll or get the fuck out when you smell smoke, get your hype ass out because you got more energy than me and my dude. What I mean is that the idea is like... So he awake, or whatever the case may be. The context, like whoever life, you know, whose life would you pick? It's always child for me, never a wife. It's not even like I thought. I mean, to each, to each his own at the end of the day. Yeah, to each his own. It's not a wrong, there's no wrong answer, but right. it just goes to show wait, wait. people think differently about to me. Is Kevin is Kevin on the one with a child here that, that's answering this question? Wes. So Wes didn't answer. Uh, Wes, Wes answered which question? The, about the if your wife no, the was question about birth. Like, 
Well, yes, I think I am the only one. Well, I don't know. I, I don't well, know. I know, I know he answered the, the question. Wes did say kid first. No, Wes said wife oh. first. He said wife, kid. Did he? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Doesn't, doesn't yeah, uh, Dory have first. kids? No. 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 Uh, don't know any kids. Doe do already realized do, do, that they're expensive. Doe do, do, do want 11 kids, though. Don't say said. that bullshit. I don't want 11 kids. 11? Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about, look, two, two is the maximum and three was a mistake. I just met somebody the other day with 18. Shit, if I have a, if I have a fourth kid, I'm that kid got to get put up for adoption. I ain't having no more. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. On my mom's If I have two sets of twins, one of them got to go. On my mom's side, uh, my grandmother was one of 18, and she was a twin, and my grandfather was the oldest of 11. Jeez, what a family reunion. Oh, I meet my, new, I always say I meet new family every year. My great aunt had 15 kids and didn't have no twins. Also, somebody dies every year, which is sad. So I got a, I got a statement for y'all. I'm going to say this statement, I'm going to say this statement, and I just want to hear what y'all got to say about it. So, feminism uh -oh. isn't about female domination. I agree. I agree. Domination? Define domination. Wait, you said that you said feminism is female it's not domination. about domination. I, I feel like this is supposed to trigger me. <laughs> I feel like See? It's going to no, me. no, Mr. Samuels is not. <laughs> but what is what is domination though? Like. Let's define our terms. What is feminism and what is domination? I mean, in a, like, I just feel like the roles and dynamics should just be up to like, you know, in a relationship, up to you and whoever you with. Like, yes. <laughs> no, that's true. Like, cause you got society out here saying what you should and shouldn't do. That shit drives me fucking crazy. So it's like, what do, what do they tell people to do and not to do? I mean, I'm like in general. Okay, so. That's like the snow shoveling conversation that we were having the other day. Like that, like that, can, or... Can, can I read the definition of feminism real quick? Since he did mm -hmm. ask this question. So it says, the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. Now, if we're going to look at it like this, and when she brought up that shoveling conversation, that really mean that it shouldn't be, oh, babe, you should go shovel the snow since you're a big, strong man. It should be, oh, nigga, I see the snow, I go shovel it. Yeah. The one for me that it means is it's okay if my girl proposes to me. <laughs> no, you know what? Okay. You know what? what is wrong with that? People want they love. You want to be, if you want to get down on one knee, get down on one knee. Right. I already told myself I'm not getting down on one knee. I'm going to sit at the table and slide that bitch across to you. Like, so you kind of can say You just so like cool. Slide across the table, like, hey. You know what this is. What's up? <laughs> exactly. Like some cool shit. Like, okay, everybody took every cliche, get down on one knee. Niggas got helicopters flying with baby. Will you marry me? At the basketball game, will you marry me? I got to just find some cool ass shit. I know how to do it. I'm going to just leave mm -hmm. mine in the freezer because I know she's going to go in it later. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wow. Because wow. women my, like to my eat. Girl, I'm just going to put it in a pair of shoes. No, women put, like to put, eat out the freezer, the though. So hey, you gonna like cook out of the freezer? freezer. <laughs> you gonna cook something out that freezer? Um, <laughs> I want us both to get down on one knee. 
like at the same time. Like, at the same time. <laughs> Set like a unit, bitch. Right. If I got to get my pants dirty, you got to get something dirty too, damn. Well, it's, it's supposed you're to not, show. Not, I know this dude fall in the same category. I'm like, right, I don't want one of us to be hired. I might get on one knee and be like, hey, you, you want to join me down here? And, <laughs> and we hold hands. We hold hands be like, this is how we going to get married in the eyes of God. We both. Facts. Real talk. Uh, for you even and humble. Yep. Feminism was about making sure that women had did the things they want to do. Uh, problem is, well, not problem, but early on, a lot of women didn't even want the right to vote. Like women thought it would come with a bunch of responsibilities that they didn't, they didn't want. Uh, oh, mm, yeah, it, you want to talk about that's like, the real juicy part of feminism. Man, all that shit that they don't, don't want freedom. Like I'm sure they're. they're okay, freedom is a very vague thing. Freedom is very vague. I'm specifically talking about suffrage because the right to vote, a lot of women saw that as like, oh, we're going to have to like start pulling our weight soon. And they were perfectly content with not doing that. The idea, the ideas early on were let the men go work and let them go kill, let, let them go kill the moose and bring it home. And I will just sit here with the kids and we'll play all day and I don't have to risk my life. But now he that they got it, the right- He kill it, bring it home and I'll cook it. Right. But now, it, but now that they had the right to vote or th when they were put, uh, when they were offered the right to vote, they're like, why would I want to have that kind of responsibility? He can, he can, they trusted their men to make decisions. Um, but as far as like these days, I think what happened was feminists got a lot louder or the extreme feminists got a lot louder and their message for some reason has permeated in a lot of people's brains of like, we don't need men. We're just as equal and we can do anything they can do. And now we see a we see a time where people are or a lot of men are complaining about not being recognized. And it's kind of an accident, I think. But so do you think that in this day and age that women should trust men to make our decisions for us? Yes. Yeah. Why? Depending why? Depend why? on the decision. But why, why? So here's the thing. If you really want, if you really want a guy to do what he, because let's put it this way, I'm trying to think of a situation because there are several situations where I, that I've been in where the woman is expecting me to lead. Now, if you expect somebody to lead you, because a lot of women don't want the pressure of things, they don't like like the, the decision to eat something, right? That's what do you pressure for real? You don't, bro. Know. <laughs> you don't know what you want to eat. You want to leave that up to him. Now you you're gonna alter his answers or whatever, but you ultimately want to let him feel like he made that decision because women don't want that burden. Because if he doesn't like it, now it's your fault, right? It's not about if he don't like it. It's about we don't know what his pace his uh pay right. scale is. But, 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 the point, but the point is, if, <laughs> but the point is, what can you afford? No, no, no. It's not about the what can you afford. Like you've been with this person, you know what they have, and even people in relationships will say, "I don't know." You pick. I've seen my mom do it. It's not about it's not about what you can afford. It's about you don't want to feel like it's your fault if he doesn't like it. So, um, what was your original question? I completely forgot because we got it's feminism. It was: Do you think that in this society and this age, do you think that oh, women yeah. should allow it, men it, to make all their decisions for them? Okay, you said all, which is a huge, huge caveat because 
when you say all, like you talking about like being TI and going to your daughter's. Okay, give me some things that you think that that guys (laughs) guys used to have control over the decisions that they now don't. That you feel like they still should. All the money. That they should be able to control all the money. Hold on, now that's now that's that's a little. Okay, you say used to, but we're living in a very different world where now most people, like seventy some percent of people. Seventy uh, some percent of women have to work in order to maintain their household. So now you're talking about a whole different demographic because women are now women now have more skills than they did in the past. the The thing is, it's not about what roles you think you should take and shouldn't take. It's what in a relationship it should be about who's best at doing what. Um, exactly. And, but but when things when shit hits the fan. At the end of the day, and I, I say this in just, it's, it's going to sound really bad, but this is how I usually say it. At the end of the day, as a man, I can beat your ass. Which means that when Don't we- test go, these waters. I'm just no, no, no. <laughs> Physically speaking, as a man, I can beat your ass. So if you want to be under, if you're going to be under a man or like you want to be with a man and you expect him to lead, know that he's going to have to go into battle for you. In most cases, he's going to do a lot of work to help you survive. And you just kind of have to, I won't say let him make the decisions, but understand that his decisions are made to protect the both of you in most cases. I don't like that perspective, bro. For one, I feel like you do this thing, thing where you imply your viewpoints on men as a whole. Like for, when I when I have a girlfriend, I prefer to have her in charge of the money. I don't like being in charge of my money. I don't like that. But I didn't I didn't I didn't say men should be in charge of money. What I said was what I said was it should be in like whoever is whoever is best at that gift should be in charge of whatever it is. If my wife is better at money and cheaper than me, by all means, you take care of it because I know I got a I know I got a pretty impulsive spending habit. Right. But so just because you're physically stronger, that shouldn't give you any more right to lead. Like you might not be a good leader. She might be a better leader than you. What woman wants to lead a man? Lots, from my experience. I mean, okay. you don't necessarily. A woman might not. No, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. From your experience, you say, "Are you married?" Uh, not currently. No. Why? Why am I not married? Yeah. Um, because me and my ex broke up. Why? Uh, I chose to like leave because. I chose to leave her because I felt that she had a very negative mindset. Okay. Um, like she told I've me. Never, she I've never met a. I've never met, and this is not about you necessarily. I've never met a woman who says she wants a weak man. I've never met a woman who says that I want to be in a relationship and I want to run shit. See, I, I want to make weak I don't trust. I don't trust what this man has to say. Those I mean, it may happen, but it, it no woman ever really wants that because those women end up miserable in the end because they a weak do does not equate to inability to lead. Though. Yeah, those are Wait, what do you say? Say that again. I said being a being quote unquote a weak man does not equate to having an inability to lead. What is a well? What do you think is a weak man? What do you think is a weak man? You brought weak men up. Well, no, you said it doesn't have the. I say it has the inability to lead because a weak man is not, a weak man is not going to stand up for himself. He's going to let that woman do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Right, but that is basically mean that run his whole life, or basically run, make all the decisions and manipulate. Well, okay. So Here's when I say so when I say weak man, I'm talking about a dude who won't have a backbone and won't stand up to you. Because don't. every woman I've ever met wants a dude who's going to be in control. 
I don't view relationships as something where either party has to be in control. So I think that's already an issue is you're assuming that either party, it should be a, like no one should be leading guiding together. That's ideal. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's just say like in basketball, I mean, I know you don't do sports too much, but like LeBron and his coaches, right? The coach is supposed to lead the team. But at the end of the day, LeBron has more of a say, right? But the whole point is there is one person that is the driving force of that team. And in relationships, you have to have a captain. You have to. Somebody has to lead in the most important decisions because they are the most level-headed ones or they make the best decisions. Somebody has to do it. And in most cases, it's going to be a man. I watched watched the island with Bear Grylls. Uh, I've been watching that lately. And to watch the different instincts between men and women on survival is like night and day. Like, are are there women in here that 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 want to be like the leader of their relationship in here? Like, I mean, did somebody not agree with that? So let me just speak on this. It's not that I would want to be a leader in a relationship. I was in a relationship for almost eight years where I had to be the leader. And in so many ways, it was okay because I don't expect, especially inexperienced men, I don't expect them to know everything off rip and just know the book, you know, page by page. But at a certain point in time, being the leader gets exhausting. Nobody wants to keep going through that. At a certain time, it's like, all right, you a man. I got got you started off. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and, you know, get this shit together. And a lot and they and a lot of them don't do it. Like my ex, he did not. He he was not the type of person to like he, he was extremely dependent. And with him with him being so dependent, it was just like, all right, I'm really just sitting here just fucking making a fool out of myself because damn, I'm supposed to be with a man who's supposed to be able to like teach me or lead me and shit. That that was my mindset then. But it's just like I, I don't know, like it, but I've heard, I personally heard a woman saying, "Oh, I want to control him. I need a man that 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 let me run all over him." I've heard that before in real life. So, yeah, and vice versa, and vice versa. Like, I've heard, I've heard dudes that say they want somebody like submissive, like all the time. Like me personally, I've never really wanted somebody that like bows everything I say because, like, I ain't gonna, I don't want to make it sound like it's a game, <clears throat> but it's certainly no fun in that. There's, like, there's no camaraderie where I feel like. I can run over you with everything I say, like, like, oh, simple stuff, like, oh, I'm about to go with the boys. Okay, honey, like, we, like, we already had pre-existing plans of having a date night, but I canceled on you to go hang with the homies, like, on some, mm-hmm. like, whatever. I, I, I don't like that. That's just me personally. Like, fight, fight for the relationship. I guess in a sense, like, challenge me a little bit. Like, that, that's just me. Like, I'm not gonna say it. <clears throat> challenge me on everything I say, but let me at the same time still let me be a man, like. This thing, like I think, what it is, and and I have, like I said, I have, I'm not an expertise. I haven't been in relationships that long, period. But I think what it is is that some people have a hard time finding the middle ground of letting somebody be the leader, or you know, being capitulating to certain things. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna fight on everything. Like I'm an outspoken woman, so everything he say, I'm gonna challenge it, or whatever it is. Like it's not like it's never, you know, give and take. In or I'm 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 mixing my words, but you know what I'm trying to say. Where it's never really really like a good balance. Yeah. Like 
if you got a you got a woman, sometimes we're like, I'm gonna challenge you on almost everything. I'm gonna hang with the boys. Why are you going with them? We supposed to be doing this. Blah, blah, blah. First of all, we never talk about this. Or, oh, babe, let's do something tonight. Why you want to do something tonight? This and that. Like it's, it's, it's never really. Oh no, you know, go do your thing. But I got you tomorrow, babe. Let's gonna be me and you tomorrow. Or you know what? Let's reschedule. Get it together. It's always like some always some off balance type things, and I feel like the hardest thing with submissive capitulation like and that. assertive and whatever is the balance is always off in most cases. I mean, in most cases, not all in most of my opinion, I don't want a woman to be submissive. I would rather her be cooperative. I like that cooperative, like just make like, don't make it hard. I was again, talking to one of my friends before and the, the uh, phrase came up, like I fight the world every day. Now I got to come home and fight you. Like, just be cooperative. Yeah. But Man, I feel like that, that's huge right there. But how can y'all just expect a woman to be cooperative if y'all are obnoxious sometimes or just oh, wait? Are you wait? Oh, girl, the you listen to what you just said. <laughs> how how you do? How do you expect someone to be cooperative when and then you had to insert something that he's doing? If I come home from work and I ain't did shit to you all day. Why do you not want to be cooperative? Is the word that ain't always the case. Don't make it sound like it's sweet and roses. It, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you're okay, when y'all on okay basis, and he come home from work and you're not cooperative, why would that be? What did he do to you in between the time him being at work and not talking to you but to make you be, want to that, not be cooperative later on? And that can you be situational. Holding emotions from the day before. That's your fault. Get All right, so shit. let's let's throw this out there on the table. That can be situational because what if I come home, you at the crib, you know, not you in general, but you know, what if I come home, you at the crib, you like in this mindset or whatever, like, all right, when she come home, I'm, I'm just going to do the snap for her or whatever, but you didn't make no time to even ask, oh, how was your day at work? Are you good today? None of that stuff. So a woman being a woman and her being an emotional being, um, y'all can't get mad at that when y'all don't really take the time to seek what's really going on how about, how about this as a as a man Am I, okay. I live alone but i know for me when i get off of work like i may not be so attentive i mean i just got off of work too you know what i mean and i think sometimes that's forgotten like i'm not gonna ask you about your day because maybe my maybe my uh uh, routine for getting off of work is I just come home and I just be in silence for a couple minutes or a few hours or a couple hours. Like I will, I know me personally, I'll be on video games for like an hour and a half just cause just to clear my head. It may not necessarily be because like, he don't care, like whatever. Just, that's just how he's coming down from his day too. Right. But see, that's something that's got to be communicated, especially somebody you in a relationship and, with. That's well, got to be communicated. It, it needs to be to. communicated, but like, just like you want him to pay attention to you, you should pay attention to him too. It's a two-way street, absolutely. It is. But, yeah, but right. again, is. But, if she uh, just but, come home but, and you already at home but, and then... But you have, to, you have to be a bit more... You have to be forgiving and understanding that that is who he is and he need like it needs to be communicated absolutely but don't be upset if he ain't communicated if you notice something and he ain't talk about it it's like okay this is what it is let me back ask. up but see in that see. position what are you giving to your partner because some days you might have to come home and oh instead of playing an hour of video games i'll spend an hour being with them okay exactly. that needs to be communicated as well right and the problem is you the problem is a lot of women want you to like my, read their minds. Like, like you see me upset, don't you? Like, yeah, I mean, no, 
<laughs> I know. I'm 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 going about own brain. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like in most cases, like I said, once again, I'm not an expertise in relationships. I haven't been in one in quite some time. But I feel like in most cases, coming down to like communication, as we kind of just said, whereas like you've been like sometimes you've been in relationships so long where you expect your spouse to read your mind. Like you come in the house, maybe you got a you got a, a frown on your face. Oh, maybe he's having a bad day. I'm gonna leave him alone. Or maybe she's having a bad day. Maybe I'll leave her alone. Or maybe like, baby, what's going on? What's wrong? You okay? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, maybe you leave her alone at that point in time. Or maybe you maybe you hear in a tone of voice. I don't want to talk about it. like you. It, it's different tones to certain stuff. Like she could say, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe that's the leave her alone tone. Or she come back home. Baby, all right. I don't want to talk about it. Hey, and that's that's kind of like okay. Maybe I need to pry a little more. Like, baby, what's going on? And next day, come down to communication. And is in my personal opinion, like I said, I'm no expertise. This is what I thought. But I mean, I, I, I just got I just got a follow up question. <clears throat> Slightly offset, but not really. But let's just say uh, a man or a woman comes home. Okay, in my experience, not trying to poo poo on women when I say this, but let's say y'all in a good space. You know, the last three or four days have been good. You came home, everybody got a smile on their face, having a good time dinner's either ready or it's on the stove it's cooking your your home your, your man's get to play the game your girl get to play on her phone whatever it is everything on good when it comes to the the private thing like i want to hop through somebody's phone and stuff like that like what, what what's going on with that what's what's the reason for that i i don't go through phones i do not go through phones so i can't speak on that um the last time I actually went through a phone, I, I was young, very young, very, very young, in a like in the beginning of a relationship, and I vowed to never do that shit again. No, I, I just want like I said, like, I'm not trying to get too far off subject because like what we talking about, I like it. I just want to know because I've never experienced experienced it myself. Because like at the end of the day, really, me personally, I don't care. You can look at my phone because I ain't got nothing to hide. A chick will I'm, go through a man's phone, and you know what? I've seen the same exact shit with men though. But people go through people's phones because they think they're gonna find the truth on what they have been overthinking. Yeah. Like, oh, he may be cheating on me. He may be talking to this and that bitch. And then what's gonna happen when you find that shit for real? Right. Heartbroken. No, the thing, like, it seemed like they do it at the worst times. Where like things are ain't going no right good. time. For, it ain't never gonna be a right time to go through somebody's phone. I don't no, know but I'm saying, but I'm like, it's it's so like in my personal opinion and from what I've known from people and what i've seen is always when things are going good like they want to find something like not men and women they some people some people some people just can't function without chaos so yeah. they have to, mm-hmm. find a way to create it thank you sir uh, uh that, that that is a fact that is a fact. and the fact that people that are doing dirt usually ask you about the dirt you could be doing so there's always that absolutely right. Some people like drama. <laughs> For real. So uh, on the verge of wrapping this night up, because you know, this was the first session in months, you know. So I kind of was like, hey, we here and we got a nice little amount of people here tonight. Hey. But does anybody else have anything specific that they feel is like in a society norm that shouldn't be a norm? I will say this women that women that do that bullshit with their kids. My son saw me pumping the gas and was like, shouldn't no woman pump no gas? I hate that shit, that bullshit. And people try to make that a normal thing. 
Like I don't I don't understand. Like I remember being at a gas station and a little girl hopped up out the car, like, Mommy, I want to pump the gas. And I'm like, see, women being planting that crap in our heads. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Some women do yeah, some women do that, but what I'll say to piggyback of literally what we just said was um that fuck. Dude, no, you fuck me up with that. <laughs> no, you fuck me up. My bad. Uh, <laughs> damn, I'm go to somebody else. I'm gonna get it back. I'll go to somebody else. I'm gonna get it back. Damn. Anybody else got anything they feel like is a society norm that shouldn't be a norm? Silence. Hey. No, I'm getting it back. I, I, I had some good. I, had some I, good. Say, I just joined the conversation. I'm trying to think of this. No, I had some good. I but I roll out of nothing that fast. What you say, though? Uh, another norm that we something that we don't need to become a societal norm is people believe in these memes. Oh, because I know people wholeheartedly believe that bullshit nowadays. They right. do. They believe what, bro? Memes. memes. Like you uh, want to talk about you could. It's a bunch of memes. Like you know, you might see a meme where like if she don't act crazy about you, she don't really love you. People really be believing oh, that yeah. bull crap. Like yeah, that well, shit bullshit. That's because it comes in a in a small package for people to remember, so it 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 sticks with them. <laughs> Yeah, you right. I remember, I remember what I was about to say. What I was about to say was to piggyback off the chaos thing we was talking about. Like you said, some people, some people can't live without chaos. That's in a sense true because even though I'm not necessarily versed in that world, I literally have, in particular, right now off the top of my head, one woman that I, I haven't necessarily cut off. Which in most cases, if I explain the entire situation, y'all look at me like I'm stupid. Like, why are you still cool or even cordial with her? But the the thing is with her. The chaos that comes where she's not boring and not boring in my life is just something that just is dope every now and then. Like every now and then you don't be around somebody that's like, that's not boring. Even though it's not always chaos or bullshit, but dealing with this particular feeling I'm talking about, it's like, you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get like either cool, drunk, cool, or uh, piss you off drunk or crazy drunk, but you never know what you're going to get. So it's like, it's like with me, it's like it's never boring. So every now and then, like I don't don't get me wrong, my life, in my personal opinion, is pretty dope. Like I'm not no superstar and rock star thing, but like I feel like the shit I do is cool. But to have that little bit of chaos, quote unquote, every now and then, it's like okay, that's cool. Let me see. Let me see. Like it's it's like a it's like hitting the the question block in Mario Kart. You never know what you're gonna get, but you're looking forward to what you're gonna about to get. Like oh, let me see if I get a banana or a coin or get a bomb real quick or a green shell. It's like. What am I gonna get this time? So, which is why I feel like it's, it's not right. Which what I'm trying to get to is like it's not right. Like you shouldn't have to go through life. Like what am I gonna do from this chaos? But I feel like in some people's lives, the chaos is the question. Like you know it's gonna be some bullshit, but you don't know what it's gonna be, which is technically not healthy. No, it's but, not. But but at the same time, it's like you still look for that little bit of. Hmm. I wonder what I'm gonna get from this little bit of chaos this time. And you get some really good pussy out of it too. No, no, not in my case. Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know about that one because every okay. crazy chick I've been with gave me some pussy. So no, 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 no I, I got I got some pussy from it. Just it just wasn't good. <laughs> Chantel, why are you? Oh looking my god! Like oh, it wasn't good. No, well, no, I probably like, did. But like, wait, wait, like, wait. What? It wait, had to be wait, like not wait, good wait, in the wait, sense wait. that like she was like the girl off of uh, "Don't Be a Menace" when she oh, was like, "Yeah, nigga, no, no, no. Roger." I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Pussy is above average sex trash. 
Oh, y'all don't cuss on me. <laughs> and that's a whole other subject for a whole other day. We already know about decent poon poon and sex tra- uh, trash picks. <laughs> we that's a whole other that's a whole other day and a half. We ain't gonna get into that. Well, I will I will throw this last one out there real quick. Another society norm that bugs the fuck out of me, but I know a lot of people will judge me on this one, but I kind of don't care. When it comes to relationships, stop telling me what a man is supposed to do for me just because we together. Stop making it seem like this man is supposed to take care of me. I'm not supposed to make my own money. I'm not supposed to do nothing. He's supposed to run everything. And that whole 50-50 situation, because society has people believing that, you know, because back in the day, it was supposed to be the man always taking care of his wife. And on some aspects, I get it. But this ain't that no more. We, we, in, a, we in different okay. times now. And I, I think our generation started that. Yeah, that that whole that whole splitting bills, y'all roommate shit. That shit pissed me off. Yeah, I, I, I'm not one of those. I, I don't want to go 50 50 with my well, significant well, other. I feel like if, if it's not necessarily if it's not necessarily 50 50 on the bills, I'm still going to do something to contribute. So. Like you can not want to do 50-50 or you can talk shit about 50-50 all you want to, but I'm still gonna be like contributing. Right, and right. I, I mean, yeah, of course, that's a, a given. It's a lot of women that don't feel like they have to is... contribute though. That's the thing. The ones that feel like they don't have to contribute and they just gotta, you know, I'm gonna let this man do this and man do that. I've talked to so many different men or had conversations with so many different men that had that issue where they just like, yeah, we tried the 50-50 thing, but I ended up taking care of her. She lost her job. Now she ain't got shit. Now I'm taking care of her and she giving me attitude and blah, blah, blah. Like I've heard so many different stories. Yeah, that happens especially because um, I know somebody in a similar situation, like he's maintained pretty stable jobs. Like he's stayed at jobs at least eight a year at a time. And his wife, she had, I think in one year she had like five different jobs because I think she's so comfortable with the fact that he was like, let me take care of stuff. So she's like, I have no stakes. So I'm just working to pay my phone bill. Like mm. she she was willing to risk it. And that's just sad. Wait, Juju, yeah. when you say you ain't doing that 50 50 thing, what you tell what you mean when you say that? Oh, she on mute. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I am here. Oh, she here. Um, I'm saying I don't want to be 50, do 50 50. It's like because normally it's a, okay, I want to be 50-50 on the bills, but when it comes to the kids and the cooking, I still want you to do all of that. When it comes to this and that, I still want you to, like, the responsibility as a whole still bears more down on the woman than the man. That's yeah. not true. So when, so when you say kids and cooking, you expect, you want the man to take care of the kids and cook, like, 100%? I mean, I feel like if you're going to be 50-50, then it should be 50-50 across the board. Like, not just... Not just... Not just never the okay, so like, okay, like, like Dorian said like Dorian like, said earlier, get your ass out there and shovel the snow and cut the grass. I have no issue with that. I don't I, have an issue with... Okay. You should just do what works in their relationship and stop thinking... I, I agree. Yeah, that's me, that's me. Like, figure out who's the best at what and just go from there. Yeah, because yeah, like, I, I, like I said, but the problem with like in this society and dating 
is guys, you see them post all the time. My girl, she gotta go 50-50 with me. Yeah, uh, I ain't, I'm only doing 50-50 with these girls and this and that. You see that a lot and it's like... How old are you? 30. Why not though? I don't see that. The joke I got with that is that all, I mean, and I ain't gonna say all, most women are independent until it comes time to move some furniture. Hell yeah. Baby. Because they be independent in a bitch. But you in there, but my thing is, how you gonna be like, okay, I can't move the furniture. I want somebody else to do it. But then you gonna stand over me and tell me how to move it. And you can't. Shut up and get I mean, we just naturally direction givers like that's just in our name well give your directions give your directions to somebody else it is natural do what i'm doing no it's not i know my weaknesses and my strengths i'm not good at putting shit together i'm not doing shit outside y'all are naturally good at observing things that might go wrong might go wrong women are women are really good at being like uh it's gonna. Uh, not, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> Women are really good at like being like worried about shit. Like, give okay. This is what you got to worry about. This is, what, this is what's gonna happen. We are good but, at analyzing the whole picture. I mean, I yeah, yeah. But sometimes that that just don't work. I was watching um, the island with Bear Grylls, and uh, they had a men's island and a women's island. On the first day, the men got to the island, found a beach, made shelter, made camp, and they were set. Women didn't get to the beach and the shelter until day, like, five. See, bro, that's why I think it depends on who you are and who you're with. Because I've been, when I was with my ex and we went camping, I couldn't do shit outside. I don't know outside. But she's, like, survival expert. She's, like, pitching the tent and all this shit. So I'm, like, well, lighting the fire, you know? <clears> well, at that part, it wasn't about pitching tents and stuff. It was about, like, actual survival. Like, they didn't have tents. They had, like, knives and stuff well, like that. I mean but the point that. is, like, the men made it across in a day, and the women, they got lost. But see, that's the thing. You're presuming that like your gender ideas aren't true for everybody of that gender. So it's a bad idea to go into it. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. What I'm saying is in general, in general, generally speaking, because most, most times what people don't understand, well, people who say those things, they don't understand their uniqueness in the situation. But in general, those women had a harder time dealing with the island than the men did. And they had a doctor, the women had a doctor on their team and a bunch of, and a couple butch lesbians. Like, they just had problems. They're not, they weren't, because they couldn't pick a leader. They let everybody lead by committee. And then they thought about every possibility and like, oh, we got to address this. Whereas the men were like, yo, we just need to go. Just do this. And they got shit done. They living like kings on episode 10. The women are struggling still. Yeah, I, I feel it. But you know what, y'all? I will say this. We we we've been on here for a minute tonight. We had a decent conversation. Shout out to everybody that joined late. Even though y'all joined late, <laughs> y'all partook in the conversation very nicely. But I do have to end this session with one thing. And if you was in session the season, the first season, you already know what I'm finna do. Let's get it. 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 Let's get
It's like a millennial film. I like I I had to do it because gotcha. that's a millennial hymn right there. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? We're going to link back up next week with a new topic. Hopefully, everybody can rejoin, you know? So, again, we ending this with a Connie. Me, of course. Queen B in this bitch. I'm sorry. Let me stop. No, we got a Connie. We got Kevin. Bud join late. Ron join late. Shani's in here. Juju, though. But I'm here, though. You here, though. Okay. Right. I'll hear. We got Wes in here, but Wes never spoke. But it's all good. But you're not gonna speak for us, babe. <laughs> Wes, can, can you can you get the people one word before we end it? He gonna speak for Bay. Watch. You know I am. Uh, one and only. Uh, <laughs> one and only. Anything but your smile. By the way, we are we are a virtual session, a virtual podcast session. We gonna improve as time goes on. Pandemic things, you know. So, shout out to everybody that joined tonight. Shout out. And we finna be out. Peace. So, good night to y'all. Mo Better Vibes. We in this mode next week. Better Vibes. Mo Better Vibes. Mo Better Vibes. Hey. <laughs> All right.